Hello, I'm Casey. I'm Emily. And you're listening to A Sprinkle of Sugar, A Dash of Murder, a true crime podcast with an element of baking. And what are you making this week? (laughs) This week, we are covering a homicide that actually happened like a month ago. So I'm really excited to hear about it. Um, It's like super fresh. And it happened in Georgia. So, you know, what do you jump to? Georgia peaches. Of course. And nothing beats my the Maui recipe of the peach cobbler. I love peach cobbler. And that's like a staple at our family parties. Like we always have a peach cobbler. So I I love the recipe we have. So I'll share it with you. I will post it on Instagram and everything. Yes. Once I get back in my Instagram. So yeah, let me just inform you guys. Also, sorry, I know it's been like a few weeks, but we're all yeah. we're, we're all very busy. Things are happening. Yeah. It was the holidays and yeah. It's been the holidays and then like life has just been crazy. Like your family came and visited you. Yes, they did. Which was nice. how was it? Was it fun? Very, very fun. <laughs> and then uh I just switched to night shift. So my schedule is all wonky. Yeah. Um, it's only for like six weeks so we'll be back into our normal rhythm um sooner or later (laughs) it's not forever (laughs) sooner or later yeah um so then what happened with instagram oh yeah that (laughs) so also my instagram has like not been working for like over a week like it won't let me post anything on my personal or our account so once i figure that out i'll post it (laughs) is it on your phone yeah on my phone, it won't let me. I don't know why. That's weird. Yeah. yeah. But anywho. <laughs> so this uh, this story is actually a shout out brought to uh, my attention by my friend Leslie at work. Shout out to her. Um, because this happened about, I think she said like 10, 15 minutes like down the road from her where she lives. Um, so everyone in her hometown was talking about it. So she told me about it because she knew about our podcast. And so yeah, that's how I knew about this from that's her. Crazy. So, yeah. Did she know anyone involved? I don't that- think so. No. That's crazy. But her like community did. Yeah. I, right. I yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this happened right before Thanksgiving this year. Um, like November 22nd, yeah, 2021, sorry, or November 18th, my bad, November 18th, 2021, right before Thanksgiving, like a week before. Wow. Um, so it happened Sandy Springs and Ackworth, uh, Georgia, and there's kind of three different crimes going on that are all linked together, and yeah, so what happened was uh, a double homicide. Um, Amber and Justin Hicks were found dead from gunshot wounds in their home uh, in Ackworth on the 18th. And they had a two-year-old boy, a son, who was found in the house as well. He was unharmed. Wow. With family members. But yeah. Um, And then... 
24 hours after that in Sandy Springs, which I don't think is too far from the other place, but Mm -hmm. different county um, or town, sorry. Mm -hmm. Um, So in Sandy Springs, a police officer answered a 911 call about a home intruder and the officer confronted the intruder who turned out to be 22 year old Matthew Lands and Matthew was armed with a knife. Oh. And he attacked the officer, stabbing him in the back and the neck oh. repeatedly. Oh. Yeah. And so the officers shot at Matthew and hit him twice. And Matthew lived and the officer did as well. And he's recovering okay. now. Okay, that's good. Yes. So investigators discovered that Matthew Wait, did they stop Matthew at like he lived but was he yes. stopped yeah okay. he was shot twice but they arrested him like and okay. he so it wasn't like a fatal gunshot okay. um but yeah to stop him um so they realized that this Matthew Lands is the same man who a day earlier killed his neighbors the Hicks family so We'll rewind because as investigators are just like looking into this situation, like what happened? Why did he kill them? Like this family and then just rob a bunch of houses in some other place. So, so the Lance family was terrorizing the Hicks home long before these murders happened, before they even lived in that house. What? So... Matthew's older brother, Austin, who is 27, um, was caught breaking into their home in April of 2020. So now it, it it's a little confusing, but they're two brothers, what? separate incidents, who are both terrorizing this family that live in this home. So, but... Back in 2020, the home was owned by the Brent family. So it was owned by a different family when... But they're, but they're breaking into this house repeatedly. Yes. Or at least once that they know of. But yeah, it, it's very strange, but I'll explain. Um, so Austin had been sending really strange and like sexual messages to the family and like leaving them in the like around the house and like in their mailbox and leaving like pornographic material in the mailbox all the time things like that and and this is just unsolicited like he just just like randomly doing it yeah did they know who it was that was doing it the no the brent family when they talked about this they said they had never been formally introduced to austin like they're they're backyards like touched like ran into each other so he just like developed this fascination with them for no reason it kind of reminds me of the watcher house but like that's what i was gonna say that's what i was gonna say yeah it's it's the house more so than the family yeah it's it's weird um so another thing he did he posts or he left a photo in their mailbox that had a woman in a tiara and then he also left a toy tiara on their front, like by their door in their mailbox or something. Um, and then one time, uh, 
I put Brent, which is the last, their last name, but um, the like father of the house who owned it said mm-hmm. he woke up one morning to find an apple juice bottle with a cigarette in it, like up against his garage door. So at that point he was like, you know what? I'm going to look on our security footage, see who it is. Yeah. <laughs> which I would have done immediately. Yeah. But right. I don't know. They were pretty sure. Sh- um, they said they were pretty sure it was, they knew it was Austin, but they wanted to make sure obviously. So he was caught. It was him on the camera. So they took it to the police, like the family. And um, and the police confronted Austin and gave him a warning about it. And then... What, what is that classified as? Like harassment or something? I think so, yeah. Just, just harassment. Because he hadn't... He hadn't broken into their home at this point. Right. Just, just leaving things um, everywhere. Um, yeah. And so Eliza, who was this man's fiance, who lived there, they lived there together, um, said that the police officers made Austin apologize to her. And they said, Austin, have you ever met this girl? And he said, no, I haven't. And so the police said, why would you have any reason to start things and start doing these things? Which Austin replied, well, I mean, I can see her through her bathroom window. <gasps> Disgusting. That's like my worst fear that people can see me at night. That it's so creepy. Yeah. I mean, like, so he's clearly just like spying on him. It's like disturbia. Like when. Yes. Yes. With him just like sitting in his bedroom with like binoculars just spying on her. Watching people. Yeah. So then he gets this obsession with her. Yeah. It's just like weird how like some people's brains work because it's like okay so you see this girl in her bathroom like you're obsessing Mm -hmm. over her whatever and then your mind goes let me leave her pornographic pictures. She'll love it. Yeah like what is his thought process or like Okay, I can see the the picture of like the girl in the tiara and then him giving it and then him like hoping that she puts on the tiara for whatever creepy reason that is. Yeah. But I just don't understand like what the thought process is. Like I I get the obsession and I understand. I mean, like I can see like I, I I'm not saying I understand stalkers, but like yeah. It makes more sense to me than that just like randomly leaving like randomly doing pornographic it. pictures in someone's mailbox exactly or like drinking your apple juice and having a cigarette out on their driveway <laughs> let me just so leave this weird. here you oh know? my god yeah i mean i've it's possibly it's the most likely motive as to why he was doing this based off of that conversation because yeah. he never said anything else about why he why he chose them or whatever so I think it's a good possibility he was just obsessed with her or maybe on top of mental health issues right right I mean it's like it's kind of like it's and it's easy for him because he can stay within his house and then see whoever's in that house whether it's the Brent family or um the Hick family or yeah the Hicks family yes that's the family that moves in after them Right. Uh, so I can see why it would be the house then that he's kind of obsessed with, like whoever lives right. in. Yeah. 
So obviously Eliza said she always kept all of the blinds closed after that. Mm-hmm. And she also wanted to get a restraining order against Austin, but the police told her there was not enough of, of a sufficient pattern of behavior to warrant a restraining order, which I would, I would strongly disagree. <laughs> um, I think that the like fact that he admitted to watching her through her window. Yeah. Yeah. Specifically harassing her is warrant enough. And honestly, like, What's the reason to not grant a restraining order? Yeah, the, I feel like does something physical have to happen before you can get a rest- because that's too far. Right. It should be right. way before then. If someone feels unsafe, why can't they have a restraining order against them? I don't think that there should even be that much evidence. Yeah. It's not like pressing charges to go to court or anything like or, or I don't know. Do you have to go to court for a restraining order? But jail. Yeah, like you're not like you're not asking for them to be arrested. You're yeah. just you're asking for that person to have to legally stay away from you. And I think that that shouldn't really be regulated by if they're guilty of doing something or not. You know, exactly, or exactly. Evidence of whatever. Yeah. So obviously, with no actual punishment other than a warning, uh, the harassment continued. Short. It briefly stopped, but then picked up again. Mm-hmm. Um. Austin duct taped a massive cardboard sign on the front door that said, I'm done wondering for real. And what is the point of that? Um, like on one side, it said one of those phrases. And on the other side, it said that no idea what those mean. No idea. But wait, it's very so cryptic. I'm done wondering for real. Yeah. One of the signs said, I'm done wondering for real. And the other one said, what is the point of that? I'm like, wondering <gasps> about what? That's creepy to me. It's like, one, yeah, what are you wondering about? Like, you don't know what's going on in his head. I mean, he could be wondering what it's like to kill somebody. Yeah. Or like, yeah. wondering like what's going on behind those closed curtains now. Yeah. It, <gasps> it's, it's strange. That's so messed up it's just so creepy that should be enough reason like i'm done wondering that means if you're done wondering you're gonna take action Mm -hmm. so stop him before he takes action exactly exactly (laughs) but uh by that time they were so creeped out that they moved out of that place as one like that's why they moved out um i i think so i the articles that I found and everything didn't say that was for sure why, but they did move out. So. I mean, that would uh, be a big reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, they hadn't sold the house yet at this point, but Brent said he started living at his sister's house. And, but he still had alerts on the security camera of like what was going on over there. So on April 24th of 2020, Around like 4 a.m., he was alerted um, by the alarm company that a break-in had happened at his home. And he pulled up the surveillance camera and was like, oh, it's Austin. Like, lo and behold, you know, kind of like that kind of attitude. Um, and on this tape, it showed Austin roaming the house for about 13 minutes. He turned on all the lights and 
it looked like he was like searching throughout the house for something or someone was like going through things, um, rummaging through, uh, the rooms, the bed. And he had a sledgehammer in his hand as well. (gasps) And he was opening all the blinds. Um, yeah. So obviously he was, he was coming in there with bad intent and they just weren't home and he didn't know that they had left. Like, did they, did he take any valuables or did he get caught before? No, he didn't take anything. Um, and he left, but they had that security camera. So, um, they took that footage to the police. That is evidence enough that he is plans harm. If he's going and searching, doesn't take anything and it has a weapon in his hand. Yep. Yup. He should uh, be arrested and an attempt at assault or I don't know what, what yeah. kind of arrest. So, um, yeah, so I guess that was serious enough because oh, good. at this point he is arrested. So, and when he was informed that he was being charged, Austin said, but I didn't take anything. Like, I didn't <laughs> steal anything. I just went in there with a sledgehammer and looked for other stuff. <laughs> Like, he was genuinely, like, obviously not there if he thought, but I didn't take anything was good. That wasn't going to get him arrested. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So um, he then made a statement in the police report about how planes had been flying over the neighborhood and were tracking his cell phone and kind of starts ranting about things like that. So. Maybe he's he's paranoid schizophrenic. Uh, Yeah, probably. Well, I mean, I shouldn't say probably like I know, but something going on. Um, So as he's being arrested, he assaulted two police officers um, pretty badly. They were like, they're okay. But I think one of them like tore a ligament or something in her knee. And yeah, like it got pretty physical. Um, and he was released a month later after his arrest with orders to undergo a mental health evaluation, but never did. I don't think. Um, I don't how people get away with that. I know. And like when people like the same thing, when people are like forced by the court to owe people money and then they just don't ever pay it and they right. get away with that. I think that's right. ridiculous. You should make sure that things happen follow through with it yeah yeah so then the owners of the home like brent family said he recently learned from a prosecutor that um austin's lawyer was seeking a bond modification that would allow him to travel to washington dc to work with his father so obviously they're Like they're keeping up with what's happening. And Eliza said they were also, she was also very frustrated that they failed to initially treat the harassment claims with the appropriate seriousness and that she was frustrated they permitted him out on this bond as well. Cause it's scary. Yeah. Um, So then with this permit for him to travel to Washington DC, Austin took a bus in August, 2021 to Washington, D.C. And 
According to the FBI, he got off that bus at the Pentagon Transit Center in Arlington and immediately assaulted Pentagon officer George Gonzalez with a knife, um, severely wounding him. And he shot like the officer with the officer's service weapon. Like, so they fought and he managed to take it from him and shoot him. And then he used the gun to shoot himself. And then other officers at the scene arrived at the same time. He was also shot by the police and they both died. So the officer and Austin died in this. Yeah. And I feel like that all could have been avoided if, you know, he had like been forced to undergo this therapy, been forced to, I don't know, if things were taken more seriously. Honestly, it really, really, really makes me feel like he was actually like paranoid schizophrenic. Like what if he was hearing like voices or, you know, was having just an episode and that's why he just randomly attacked this officer because he was threatened yeah like there was like it sounds like it was totally all mental health related yeah and there was no there was never any like motive released about this attack or anything so it was just like random they call it like in the like press and everything they called it a burst of violence which really is what it is yeah yeah So, yeah, so that, so a little bit about also Officer George Gonzalez. Um, He was twice promoted and became a senior officer in 2020. He was a military and police veteran and had previously been a part of a federal Bureau of Prisons, Transportation Security Administration, and the U.S. Army. And he was awarded army commendation medal for his service in iraq wow he had accomplished a lot and he was really i i can't remember what age he was but he was young um so very sad and then just being attacked randomly yeah it just feels like it could have been avoided yeah it's really sad um so after this incident they found out Austin had enlisted in the U.S. Marine Corps in 2012, but he was administratively separated less than a month later, and he never actually earned the title of Marine because um, he hadn't gotten that far into training or whatever, whatever it is. Um, Wait, so he was like he was asked to leave. Was that what happened? I guess he was like let go and I found one article that said it was due to like health issues that they they couldn't like further go his training and stuff they had to release him so I'm not sure entirely what that is but I don't know some people were saying in like articles and stuff that it was a revenge attack because he wasn't allowed to be a marine or whatever but I still think it's just totally random I don't know I mean like I feel like with Marines, like, literally, you could be allergic to peanuts, and they'd be like, nope. Like, I feel like with Marines, like, you have to be top health, like, no pre-existing conditions, nothing, like. It's hard. I mean, yeah, because you have to, like, physically, like, you have to physically endure a lot. Yeah, exactly. 
so i mean honestly he could have been let go because of health things like hey you know you're you have this chronic issue you can't yeah um so the former homeowner philip brent who um who was the one who was being harassed him and his former fiance um he said after he found out about austin's death i wish there was a better way to address those mental health issues that people have it feels like it was just a clear failure of our system to help someone out who needed that help so what a nice person like even though you had been harassed by this guy for like a long time you had you left your house like he still was like oh he clearly had issues needed help right like he it's not like he wanted him to like rot in prison like he wanted him to get the help he needed yeah um so it is one month after that incident the like the pentagon shooting in austin died when his younger brother matthew um or I'm sorry, is when Amber and Justin Hicks moved into the home and Matthew killed them. It's seemingly random, uh, but the family of Amber and um, Justin believe they think it could be a mistaken identity that Matthew broke in looking for the previous owners um just because his brother was like obsessed with them or something and that yeah. they were just there in the wrong place wrong time kind like of thing. They, like he blames he blames that other family for whatever happened with his brother because he wouldn't be in that situation right so i think that could be a possibility that's what their family believes because obviously as family members of you want something you want some yeah. kind of motive to like connect those dots logically so, mm-hmm. of course, you're going to come up with some sort of conclusion, which I think it could be. It could be. That, that seems legit. I, I can see that. Um, yeah, because police have not shared any motive of why they think Matthew killed Amber or Justin. Matthew has not said any kind of ma- motive or anything. So, really, it's just what the family believes is what's out there about why he did it. Did um, he- did he kill them with a knife or did they even he shot them shot them okay yeah um justin was a firefighter who worked with cherokee fire and emergency services for more than six years and the chief uh there said that he was highly motivated energetic individual who had recently just completed his paramedic training um so, yeah, he could have done a lot of good as a That's firefighter. So they had just moved there, not knowing the previous history of, like, what happened in the house or anything. Well, I don't know. Actually, I don't know for sure if they knew or not. If, but, yeah. yeah. So, Matthew is currently in jail right now because like I said this was literally just a month ago so it hasn't even gone to trial or anything but he is facing two counts of first degree burglary first degree home invasion 10 counts of felony obstruction 10 counts of aggravated assault on a police officer 10 counts of attempted murder of a police officer one count of possession of a knife during a felony one count of carrying concealed weapon without a permit 
and facing murder charges, obviously, um, by two different counties. So that, and the family also said, Amber's cousin said, I've talked with some of the other family members and we're going to be talking to the DA about death penalty for this gentleman. People like this that are crazy and nuts and commit crimes, murders for no reason, they don't need to be here, is what they said. I was like, damn. So I, they're I get that. family. I mean, for that, one, they, they're like, they want uh, justice for their loved one. And two, I mean, I, I like, it's kind of a fair point. Yeah. It's, well, it, it's hard because it's like when it, when there's no reason, what's to say that's never going to happen again. Right. It's hard to say. And, you know, obviously we've said many times on here how conflicted we are about the death penalty, but yeah, I'm never going to like discredit a family member who wants the death penalty. Like, yeah. No. Yeah. Um, so I mean, better than them trying to go out and kill the person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, don't be a vigilante. Just... <laughs> Um, do it the legal way. Do the legal way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I kind of tried after all of this, I was like, well, what? These are two brothers who both obviously have bad mental health issues. Both one was mm. killed, one is arrested. What was, what are their parents like? Like, what yeah. happened? That I was so, thinking that too. I tried to find stuff about it. I really did. I was looking. There's really not much about their parents. Um, I just, the only thing really on them is the statement his parents released after the Pentagon attack, which Mm -hmm. is, I will read it. We are devastated by the loss of our son, Austin, and of Officer George Gonzalez. We want Officer Gonzalez's family and friends to know that we are so sorry and heartbroken for them. We will forever be thankful for his service and dedication to the safety and well-being of our country. And then they also said, the last few months of Austin's life were overcome with many mental health challenges. Unfortunately, despite time spent in the criminal justice system with their special requirements, his hospital stays and numerous professional mental health evaluations Austin never received an official diagnosis. Therefore, he was unable to sufficiently deal with his mental health, nor get the help he so desperately needed. And that's all they said about it. So I feel for them too. Like, I don't know their background at all. Like I said, I couldn't find anything. Like, were they good parents? But I also think it's like unfair to judge that they must have did something wrong to have two sons who are really messed up. But like- I don't know. So many statements that people put out there are like really cold and and generic and just kind of like straightforward and only really putting out a statement to put one out there like because otherwise it would look really bad. Yeah. Like theirs actually seems sincere and like I feel like they gave a little bit of an explanation that like people were looking for like they wanted to know like Mm-hmm. if he has mental health issues and so like, they address it and then like and they also address like 
the officer, which is really important too. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. His parents also said, um, while we sit in great disbelief over the events that occurred and continue to mourn for lives lost, we are hopeful this tragedy can bring greater awareness and change to the, the mental health crisis in our country. So I think they really, I mean, who would know their son better than them? That obviously right. a lot of things were wrong with him and he never got any diagnosis despite what they say he was in treatment many times and well and the thing is like with um schizophrenia if it was schizophrenia it doesn't show up until like 26 27 28 like it doesn't yeah. show up until later in your life so i mean someone can be seemingly normal and then all of a sudden like start having hallucinations becoming very paranoid and that's exactly what it sounds like what was happening with him yeah him talking about like airplanes watching him and him watching the neighbors and all and these really weird like leaving the angry sign on their porch that was completely unsolicited like mm-hmm. all of that makes sense with someone that's delusional and yeah so i mean and and that's probably what was going on like he might have lived a very normal life and childhood and like Mm-hmm. And his parents probably never saw it coming because it, it, it can uh, just it happen. comes on later. Yeah. Yeah. And he so, was 27 when all this was happening. He was like 26, 27 when all this was happening. Yeah. So, so I mean, that, that could be why. And, and then, then Matthew, I don't know. He was 22. But uh, there was something wrong there, too, obviously. Yeah. With him, it's weird. <laughs> I, I want to know like what his reasoning is if I'm because well, for one I mean schizophrenia is um genetic but I feel like it would be really weird for them to like all of a sudden start displaying symptoms at the same time yeah especially when he's so much younger because he's like 22 right mm-hmm. so yeah. I, I don't know maybe his was just a deep depression after what happened with his brother and like yeah maybe even he had some like underlying guilt to the point where he felt like he needed to like do something have vengeance for him yeah yeah because with Matthew nothing happened with him until after his brother's death yeah so I don't know it's very it was like there's so many different elements that are all tied together between the two of them and it's just crazy it's i just you know okay he got caught red-handed he's guilty af yeah just tell us why yeah is that i'd like to know maybe maybe if he has a solid reason why then it's going to impact the jury enough to not warrant to give him the death the death sentence because mm-hmm. i mean yeah if they if they were to if he were to like tell them like he was mourning and he had had you know like i don't know if he had like kind of went off the deep end a little bit i feel like that doesn't necessarily warrant the death penalty if yeah. you're like if it's out of passion yeah, right? I don't know really no, what, yeah, what I mean, qualifies. I don't, I don't think crimes of passion get the death penalty. It's. I feel like it depends on the degree of like how passionate. Like if it was 
a crime of passion and you like cut someone's head off and boiled it on the stove like that one woman in Australia whose name I suddenly can't remember but like yeah I don't know good point well did that guy get the death penalty wasn't it his mom that he killed I don't I don't remember Anyway, we clearly um, remember these things. Yeah. So well. That one was that, but I mean, we've been doing this over a year now on it. That one was one of our earlier ones. So it was. Um, but I just feel, I mean, maybe uh, my coworker Heather can uh, <laughs> clue me in on this on, I, on the death penalty and how all that works as far. Oh as, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, um. I don't really know. I feel I personally I feel like if it's a crime of passion because I feel like death penalty is like there's no coming back from it. You're just like a horrible person. Like you just have issues that you're you're never gonna be able to be um I want to say rehabilitated, but what's the word to be rehabilitated? I'll just use that word. Yeah, you know, into society. Yeah. You know, I was talking to one of my coworkers that listens to the podcast and um, she was saying that I use like, well, when I was having a conversation with her, she was saying that she feels like she's listening to the podcast because I was searching for a word for something. I'm like, <laughs> what's the word that describes it? She's like, I feel like I'm listening to your podcast right now because <laughs> that's like half of our podcast is me yeah. like giving you a definition and you have to find the word for it <laughs> and the whole time yeah. I'm throwing the wrong word at you <laughs> it's like a fun we'll get there game. eventually yeah. it's our charm <laughs> yeah. it's like our little our little uh side game that we play yeah guess the word <laughs> sometimes we'll cut to it sometimes we don't that's life <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh crimes of passion yeah no i don't know if crimes of passion can can really warrant the death penalty to be honest yeah personally personally but i never want to have to make those decisions so yeah I, and i never will so <laughs> <laughs> are you planning on becoming a judge yeah well, you could i mean jury duty is a thing well, oh, I guess that's true. That's true. Yeah, so you could be on some like high profile case like the Scranton Strangler. <laughs> <laughs> that I would love to be on that case. <laughs> anyway, so is that everything? That's it. Love yeah. So I have no ver- there's no verdict or anything. Like this just happened, so it's too soon for that. But that's we'll so see. Fresh. Yeah. I feel so bad for all the families. I mean, like his parents as well. Um, Matthew and Austin's parents, like yeah. whatever they're going through. I mean, it would be so hard to to like have to make another statement about your other son. Do you know if those were like their only two kids? Um, and one of the articles it said that their parents and siblings refused to comment so there might have been other siblings or but I don't know their names I don't know for sure because there wasn't yeah I couldn't find anything else 
well, who knows? Maybe like a year from now or two years from now, there's going to be like a lot more information out there. And maybe it goes even deeper than we even realize at this point. Yeah, it could. Been, there hasn't been a trial or anything yet. So there, more evidence could be brought to light. Yeah. I know that recently in our area, um, you can keep this in the podcast or not. Um, in our area, there was a murder where the boy uh he was like he was in his early 20s um killed his no shot his dad in the face oh my god beat up his mom and then ran away and then got stopped by police and was like i I want to say fighting the police. Here, wait, let me see. So he he actually ended up being shot and killed by the police. Oh my god! Um, a Will County deputy shot and killed a man who was fleeing the law after he shot his father in the face early Monday morning. The man shot by the deputy, twenty-one year old, blank, died at Silver Cross Hospital in New Lenox, according to a statement released by the sheriff's office about four a.m. So. This happened at four in the morning. Like, what do you think was was going on in that house? That oh my god! Um, and four a.m. This was last week. I think this was this was December twentieth. Was when this article came out. Dang. Um, about four a.m., Wheeler shot his fifty-two-year-old father in his Grand Prairie drive home and battered his mother when she attempted to intervene. <gasps> Wheeler then fleed the home police said police were advised that wheeler may be under the influence of drugs and was possibly in possession of a weapon according to the statement from the sheriff's office a description of his vehicle was given um as a 2020 silver honda civic and then at about 5 a.m a deputy spotted the civic near the intersection of cedar and larry road while additional officers arrived a traffic stop was attempted on wheeler police said Wheeler refused to stop and a pursuit was initiated the law chased Wheeler back to the area of his parents' home and officer fanned out in an attempt to locate him. Wheeler's vehicle was then observed heading down Windcrest Lane where he attempted to drive through a resident's backyard. <gasps> At that oh point, God. Wheeler got out of his car and ran off. A deputy hit Wheeler with a taser, but it didn't stop him. Wheeler continued to flee without compliance of the deputy's commands, which led to the officer deploying his service weapon and shooting Wheeler. (gasps) His mother and father were also, they were, his mother and father were also taken to Silver Cross Hospital, the same hospital. Can you imagine this whole family being treated? Like, don't they normally don't not do that? I mean, I mean, in our area, there's not a lot of hospitals, so. Yeah. Um, Wow. That's crazy. And then, like, Stuff like that doesn't normally happen by us. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm still scrolling through the article. I mean, at the time of this article, like, neighbors were unaware of what was going on. Um, at the time of this article, we didn't know what was, how his father was. Like, he was alive, but didn't know anything from there. Wow. Imagine, like, I can't imagine being, like, the violent towards my parents ever like that's crazy right but like or what what would escalate you that far 
abuse maybe just years maybe years of abuse i mean the fact that he only went after his father i mean like he did batter his mother but like after she tried to defend try to stop him yeah and drugs maybe oh right they did say so possibly oof god but i just it's just insane like I just don't know how that can, how, like, I, I mean, like, even though I just said, like, how other people see that they can do that, yeah, I could, I mean, yeah. I couldn't even be, I, I don't know, like, I am an <laughs> aggressive person, but I'm not violent, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> I come off as being more aggressive at times. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Well, that was like, there, you got two stories in one episode. Yeah. Damn. It's it's nuts. I mean, I feel I, I, it's just so sad for like everyone involved and like, and then, you know, that nationwide um, email, like a lot of parents got an email. I think it was uh, December 17th. It was like a TikTok. Oh, oh yes, yes, I of, like, saw that shooting. Yeah, and so That's scary. And it was to the point where schools literally sent out an email. Yeah, I didn't know anything about it. I actually, I was at breakfast with my family that morning, and like they were playing uh-huh. the news at the restaurant in the hotel where we were staying at, and I that's how I saw it, and then I saw in our hometown, like Facebook page, people were like, parents were like, who's sending their kid to school tomorrow? I'm not like, yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. That's terrifying to just be afraid to send your kid to school. And like, cause I mean, even if the TikTok trend was just a joke or like whoever started, it was just like some sick person that wasn't actually going to follow through. Mm-hmm. Like imagine all the people that would have seen that, that want, want to jump on that too yeah I mean there's got there had to have been some were there any shootings do you know I don't know I feel like I would have heard of it it. if anything happened but I don't know I didn't know about that until that's true that's true and unfortunately school shootings are becoming so common that they're not as they don't make as big of a headline yeah and I'm sure a lot of it's getting drowned a lot of it's getting drowned out because of um of COVID numbers yeah. and all that. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on in the news right now. So, a lot of stuff gets missed. And, yep. <sighs> so sad. So crazy. What a weird world we live in right now. Truly. And, like, so both of those incidents were because, you know, social media, cameras, DNA, all the things we have. Mm-hmm. Are, it's really easy to find it may not always but like a lot of times it's easy to find the killer or the person that committed the crime yeah but when it comes like so it's i'm just saying that so like serial killers i mean i'm sure that they're we're gonna find out about some more that are going on right now which is nuts but um mm-hmm. serial killers i don't feel like i can get away with it as easy as they could back in the 80s 70s and 80s you know yeah whereas so now there's these like spree killings 
that are happening. And right. Like, like those are the major form of crime now. Yeah. At least in America. And a lot of it is like, they don't care. They know they're going to get caught and they're just, they'll just do as much damage as they'll they can before they it. get caught. Oh, well, I saw this thing and I just want to, um, the FBI said they they believe there are like 52 or 53 serial killers in America right now. I'm like, that's not a fun statistic either. So we have, what a time, what a time. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm like, can, can you catch these individuals? Like, yeah, please. Okay. Well, we talked about the definition of a serial killer is being someone being more than one person being killed at separate locations over a span of time. Right. We talked about that definition. It has to be like more than two killings. Yes. In a certain span of time in different locations. Yeah, that's exactly it. Um, Um, So that could just be someone that's, I mean, still it's scary, but like killed like three people. That's nuts. Like, yeah, I think that there are like 50 serial killers out there right now. I mean, like. It's scary, but I believe that statistic. I mean, how many millions of people live in the U.S., you know? Yeah. Like, so 50 of them are serial killers. I kind of, I do believe that. Yeah. Ugh. Gross. Okay. I don't like it, but. Or have you ever thought about, like, how many people you've, like, come into contact with that are, like, murderers? Ugh. Yeah, that's scary. You know? You know what I always think of, like, bring this back to, like, 21 Pilots, you know, that song Heathens, and they're like, you never know the murderer sitting next to you. I'm like, oh, you don't, you don't. (laughs) I don't like it. It's nuts to think about. It really makes you just paranoid about everyone around you, like. Yeah. I mean, you don't know, you don't know anyone's life, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, I don't know. Everyone's living their own life. Everyone's the main character of their own story. literally yeah all right anyway well that kind of went off topic but (laughs) you're gonna have a fun time editing this episode (laughs) it won't be that gonna come out like like a week later because you're just busy (laughs) editing it nonstop because we just flew all over the place but anyway thank you everyone for listening i'm casey i'm emily and you just heard a sprinkle of sugar, a dash of murder. <laughs>